Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Wednesday Night Wind Down with your host. I guess I should just say Shamor tonight because, Shakira, you don't get to kind of be the host tonight because we get to put you on the hot seat. Yeah, this is pretty much true tonight. I can't I can't be the regulator tonight. I'm going to have to actually sit back in the guest chair and see what turns up. <sighs> so that's I have um, some questions that I already, you know, um, primed well for. So I have some questions waiting on you. And um, I know other people have some questions for you. So, yeah. We plan to well, keep I, you busy. Oh, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Trust me. I'm about to pop off the cu- I'm popping off the popcorn as we speak. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun night tonight. <laughs> and you've been making your circuit rounds, so you probably have been warmed up enough that you you probably had boiling almost. We might not be able to continue. Uh, no, won't. Well, I'm. I'm. They, there, there's no point in being PC tonight. It's gonna be very, very difficult, especially with half of the stuff that I've already done over the last week. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, and then you sucked us in with that um, very nice piece, your theme music, because you told me every superhero has a theme song. So I just want everybody to understand that that was your actual theme song. That was yes, random, yes, Shamor. Well, see, here, here's the thing. When it comes to that particular piece, it's been it's been it's been it's been one of my favorite pieces for a long time. Obviously, I mean, I'm a kid, you know, I'm, I was kid I was a kid born in the '70s, so you know, my my parents grew up on a lot of the Earth, Wind and Fire and the Cooling Gang and you know, the Gap Band and all of them folks as far as that was. So a lot of that stuck with me. 
So when I got old enough to really kind of figure out what embraces me, that dude, you know, I couldn't help but rock with that particular song. You know, everybody else wants the whole in-your-face nonsense, and, you know, that's cool and all, but I'm I'm subtle enough to lead you in and make you see whether or not you really can rock with it, and then by the time you figure out it's too late, you're already in. <laughs> That's dangerous. That's so dangerous. Yeah. Well, so you kind of yeah, you, you romance that person in there and get them all caught up in the web, and you're like, well, you know, now that you're here, this is what we're going to do. Absolutely. <laughs> By then, it's too late, and they've already said yes, so might as well do what well, we do. I get that, though. I get that. Um, and I, like I said, I have um, some questions that are kind of waiting around for you, but I really want you to kind of touch on um, the bigger picture because I know that I put a lot of focus this afternoon with my Facebook post kind of on as you care anything, but at hand, we really want to commend you on your book release. And we want to make sure we completely and totally support that. So I want you to get to spend some time letting everybody know, you know, we're here about the awakening. And I want to make oh, sure that is front and center. Oh, no, that's not a problem at all. I'm sure we'll get that in there, you know, within the within the course of the show as well and, you know, all that other good stuff and whatnot. But I know, I know what we wrap this around and I know what the folks are waiting on. So I'm not even... You know, I, I, we can we can we can leave everything in and out. I know what they've been waiting for. As long as you know. Oh yeah, please. I've been prepping for at least a week. Yeah, and you know, you know, I'm kind of good because we got to kind of get some of that out of you a couple of weeks ago with some of our other guests. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I'm like, I'm like, kind of okay. I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you, yeah, I'm going to let you keep believing that. Uh-oh. That means no. It's a yeah, lot I'm more than believing. Oh, it's like, man, give me a break. This, I mean, we had fun with DeAndrea last year, last week and all that, and that was cool and all that. But definitely. I was talking about um, Corey and, you know. Well, Corey too, but I mean, still, Corey too, and then messing around with, you know, messing around with Sasha and all that other good stuff and whatnot. Yeah, you got, you got a lot of me out, but. Oh no, I keep a lot in the reserve. Uh-uh. So that's just a tip of the iceberg, huh? Oh, very much so. Very much so. Oh, so it could get really interesting. I gotta let me see if my questions are deep enough. I don't know. I might have been too surface level thinking I already oh, knew something. Yeah, they'll they'll be there. Don't worry about it. You you'll be just fine, I promise you. Well let me just ask, are you drinking anything right now? You need to drink something so you get those loose lips. You just start talking, just telling us stuff that we didn't ask. That would be well, you know. Let, let me let me let me listen in on the secret. I really don't <laughs> need it. Oh. But you already knew that. <laughs> Well, you know, I just wanted to be stated on the air. It's live. Y'all heard that. Yeah, I, I just want everybody to know. Well, I made it clear. I made it clear to anybody that will listen, that is going to be listening. I know they'll be listening on the archives because especially they've already, the ones that couldn't listen tonight are already looking like, okay, when the archive's coming out so we can hear what the hell you done said. So, yeah, <laughs> trust me. They know, I'm okay, well, good. they know I'm good for a sound by the two. I promise you that. We oh, oh we know. 
because even when we kind of, you know, going and you're quiet in the background, those little one-liners you come out there with, it's like, what did he say? So I know. <laughs> I know we're going to get this. All, it's all Shakir all the time tonight. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. We got oh, some stuff. We got oh, some stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so let's start off easy because, you know, um, it, it takes a minute before the lines light up or people throw me something out here on Facebook. So um, let's start out easy. Let's just get into the awakening itself and give us some some information about that, synopsis okay. or, you know, because well, isn't this well, like a series? Yes, it is actually. Um, it's, it's currently in its in its current format is a three book series right now. Um, I'll probably have I've already conceived the uh, the the premise for the next three books in the series as well. Um, if my publisher will have me, and so far she seems to be uh, pretty happy with uh, the way things have turned out as of as of lately. But um, the series itself is um, of domination and submission, of course. Um, it is a series that revolves around an African-American couple. Both of them are dominant. Um, I chose the uh, the couple's names as Ramses and Nefertiri. Um, The reason I use those two names is because, uh, well, obviously because of the Egyptian uh, references that I love to use because because my name is of of Egyptian uh, translation as well. Um, But I chose them because Ramses and Nefertiti, their story is really um when you get into the when you get into the heart of what Ramses and Nefertiti were, or Nefertari, as far as she was concerned back then, um, Nefertari was actually Ramses' first wife, um, first of many that he had had over the course of his reign um as Pharaoh of Egypt. And, you know, everybody loves the whole uh the whole story of Moses and what happened, you know, with the Israelites and all that other good stuff and whatnot. But they they failed to realize that Egypt survived after all of that, and Egypt mm-hmm. actually came out stronger in the back end of all that. So, and it happened during the Ramses's reign. So, when you're looking at how that story folded and how much how how revered Nefertari was, even though she was one of, if I recall it correctly, seven or eight wives that Ramses had during the course of his life. The fact that he built a temple, the, the fact that he built a temple in her honor, lets you know how revered she was in his work. Right. And I took that and I ran with it when it came to what I did with Ramses and Nefertiti inside of my own series. Okay. 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 So you know, it's it's got some um, historical references in there that I can see. People falling in love with that story already, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So it it helped them. Yeah, it helped them fall from that particular perspective. Then, of course, there was the whole, you know, okay, they have several different submissions that they have that um, that are at their feet and that serve them and are within the uh, relationship dynamic that they're dealing with. Um, my series is going to be a whole lot different from a lot of other BDSM romances in the sense that my couple are involved with each other, but they're also polyamorous with the other submissions that they have within the DNS dynamic that is created within the series. So mm-hmm. that alone opens the door up for a whole lot of questions that a whole lot of people have had to ask over the years 
and it's probably intensified this year because of the exposure that the book has had. Um, mm-hmm. But it also I also brought to light some of the um, some of the real time stuff, uh, some of the real issues that can arise within the storylines um, as well because I had um, I had what can happen when uh, when a submissive is not happy um, and she may decide to leave the relationship. That's happened within the novel. Um, I had a submissive have charges pressed upon her dominant um, on the you know within the storyline as well. That was a was a real time uh, was a real time occurrence because that can actually happen as well. Uh, people have this idea that submissives are you know there's the whole doormat theory that you know they'll let they'll let anyone walk all over them, all that other good stuff and whatnot. And I chose to try and dispel a lot of those myths um, and dispel a lot of those rumors and, and different things of that nature within the series, not necessarily just within one book, but within the entire series as well. Right. Okay. Huh. And can we even can we use this as a reference? And I say we, I'm saying those who are not familiar with some of the um, – the activities that go on in the alternative lifestyles, and, and I use that term to kind of sum up several different, you know, practices and stuff. But the things that you do talk about, are they, you know, pretty relevant? Because I do know that you have a disdain <laughs> for um, another piece. Yeah, that, for a book that shall not be named, yes. Yes. <laughs> and so, like, when we're reading yours, the things that you talk about um, and the lifestyles that we get to witness, are they pretty true to the lifestyle? Yes. Um, I've been, I was very painstaking when I went through the researching, when I went through some of the scenarios that I put inside of the awakening. Um, I, as quiet as it's kept, but one thing that I've not been able to really say in a lot of other interviews is that the incident that happened to one of the dominants in the, inside of the awakening was something that actually did happen here in Atlanta. I'm not saying who it was or anything along those lines because that incident happened several years ago. Um, but that incident actually did happen. The only thing I did was I twisted what the actual ver- not necessarily the verdict, but I changed the old, I changed up what actually happened within that sequence of events to you know do my own thing, spend my own way. Uh, that type of thing, but a lot of what's happened um, within that book has actually happened in real life. Um, I just took names out, I took scenarios and spun them to my own to my own needs and my own uh, reasons, and everything worked out beautifully from there. Okay, and for everybody's you know knowledge including myself when we're talking about the type of, of lifestyles that you actually deal with tell me exactly what to get so that i don't generalize you know because one of the things with davis don't say alternate lifestyle i need to i need, so I need to specify so tell us tell us what um what you kind of deal with in your writing well when it comes to my writing for the most part um a lot of what I deal with, I, 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 because because the couple that I have in my storyline deal in not only the BDSM lifestyle, but they also deal in the swing lifestyle and they the swingers lifestyle. Forgive me, and they they intermix the two seamlessly, where they can walk in either world and be just as, just as comfortable 
and just as uh, and just as able to function within the rules of that world um, is where a lot of people got a little I won't say confused, um, but it just got to the point where they were like, huh, this is what happens in this world versus what this is what happens in this world. And okay. the thing the thing that I tried to do was um, I tried to do a, a quick education lesson. Anytime I ran into something that I felt like the majority of people who might read the book might not understand, and mm-hmm. that led credence to my mantra of saying that within my books, I, that I educate as much as I titillate. Okay, I like because, that. Yeah, because it made it easy. It makes it easy for people to go, you know, okay, this is what happens when this happens, and okay, I get that now because he already took a little quick little snip it and try to explain it to them. Now, you know, they mm-hmm. may get it all the time. They may not get it all the time. It just depends on who that person is. For the most part, it has worked extremely well. Um, the, the response the response that I've gotten both in, in reviews online and personal notes behind the scenes and things of that nature have been overwhelmingly positive. Um, so I, I, can't, I, I can't be happier. Okay. Okay. So that that makes it good for those of us who don't necessarily know a lot of information about it, but we still want to learn. So we that means we can get the hold uh, have the whole experience, but we can also walk away with a better understanding of how things work. So absolutely. Um, yeah. The one I think the only thing I think I think the one thing that I may have forgotten it, and in hindsight I would have thought about it. I probably would have done it. Um, but it, it, my editor actually came at it at the last minute, and it was too late for me to really come up with a glossary, so to speak. But mm. um, had I, in hindsight, put in the back of the book, you know, what different terms meant and, you know, for people to kind of get an idea of what was going on and all that other good stuff, then, yeah, it might have gone over a little bit well. But I felt that I explained myself through my characters enough to give people a, a pretty good idea of, you know, yeah. how things work. Okay, and then for those um, who don't know what the letters stand for, would you please explain what BDSM is? All right. Um, the, 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 the acronym of BDSM is actually an umbrella term uh, which covers uh, bondage and discipline, domination and submission, and sadomasochism. So it's a lot of different terms that are that that kind of amalgamate into the the, the term BDSM. Um, before it became such an umbrella term, it was more along the lines of it was just SM or sado, uh, sadism and masochism. That's what it was before the term BDSM came to light within the mainstream circles. Um, it was it was our way of trying to help the mainstream understand what we do. Okay. Yeah, and so the mainstream has no clue right now. <laughs> okay, I, I'm not so uh, okay. Some, okay. some some do some some honestly do. I mean, some have actually tried to take some painstaking uh, measures to try and understand a little deeper. Um, and this is before right. the the this is before you know that particular book came to uh, came to prominence. Um, so you know that's really right. where that boils down to. All right, we have a caller, so I don't want to um, leave the caller on hold too much longer, so we're going to go ahead and take this call. You're on the air. Hello? 
Hello, you're on the air. So we'll put you back on hold. Are you called it 407? We'll put you back on hold. And yeah. if you want to talk to us, let us know. All right. Uh, so maybe they couldn't think of that question. I'm not sure. Um, no problem. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I'll just kind of ignore and wait for them to light up again. Um, so, okay. Because <laughs> that, was, that was one of the questions that I did. Um, Actually, receive is what what is the what is that acronym for? And mm-hmm. so, um, when when you enter uh, these lifestyles, um, do you take do you take them full fledged on, or do you just pick and choose kind of what parts you participate in, or you know, uh, are you all in? Well, it, it depends on the it depends on the person. You know, as far as that was when when I got into this way back when, um, I actually embraced more of the domination and submission part of the uh, of of the BDSM culture, um, where I dealt in you know having a submissive, uh, at, you know having a submissive for me taking care of me, um, and at and at the same time I'm controlling and guiding uh, what she does while we're together at that point. Um, there are some that enter into that enter into the culture, and all they deal in is in sadism and masochism, which is a whole different, uh, which is a whole different subset of the BDSM culture than what domination and submission is. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you get with when you get with someone who 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 has a uh, when it comes to sadism and it comes to masochism, where you know the 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 centralized point of that particular subset is the ability to basically gain a sexual high from either giving or receiving pain. That's all that mm-hmm. they get that's all that they do, that's all that they get off on. When I first got into the culture itself, I wasn't turned on by that by at that age. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't seeing you know, my, my mind had to be had to be cultivated to understand that, you know, inflicting pain on someone else is not a bad that took me some time to get used to that to that fact because growing up in the South and you know, having having men in my life that understood the concept of being a gentleman. And in being a gentleman in a vanilla sense, you don't cause harm to someone, you know, under right. in, under no circumstances, you know, that type of thing. So it took me a minute to embrace the S and M part of the BDSM culture. And I su- mm-hmm. I suggest the same I suggest the same thing happens when it comes to other people who are just stepping into it for the first time. You're not going to embrace everything. It's impossible to do that. Um, it, it, it's, it's very, very difficult for your mind to wrap around what you've been socially conditioned to accept at the time that you step into it. Okay. okay. Um, we have one more call. Let's see, what we, let's see if this person is aware that they're on the air. Okay, code is uh, 202. You're on the air. Hi, more. Hello. Hi, Uncle. Hi, Corey. How are you? I'm good, baby doll. How are you? I am wonderful. I do have a question for you, though. I, I figured you did. <laughs> um, as you know, you and I were having a conversation about that that novel that shall not be named, and its good parts and its bad parts, its advantages and its definite disadvantages. 
And as yeah. you know, last week I was on a show where they asked me some very, very, very um, stereotypical questions. Yes. So my question so. to you is, what do you think um, in terms of books like that one and like yours that kind of split the door open for the vanilla crowd to let us know that, hey, we're not all that person? Okay, well, and, and I know of what you're speaking. Um, for those that weren't that, that that are listening as to what what my what my lifestyle niece is referring to, um, she was a guest on a show on a different belt talk radio show um, last week, and unfortunately, I couldn't be in attendance because I was um, it was during the same time as the wind down as well, so I couldn't do anything but really get side information fed to me throughout the night, um, under which you know she was. I won't say bombarded with questions, but you know, she she had a lot of people that were very very curious about um, about what we do. And in the midst of it, there were a lot of questions that got asked. Um, one blatantly horrible question in particular that that she <laughs> took that she took very good care of handling in a very professional manner. Um, one person just flat out asked her, um, "Did she pay to have her master beat and fuck her?" Wow. And I mean, just complete and utter ignorance with that question. Yes. And you know, and had I had I been there, it'd have been a whole different. It that have been a whole different show altogether. But you know, but the the, the fact that that kind of mis, mis misinformation is out there that you know these women and these men that are in submission are being forced into this way of life when nine times out of ten they make the conscious effort to do so is what we strive to try and uh, debunk with a lot of the books that are out there at this point in time. Um, and I can't lay the blame completely at Fifty Shades Feet, but they, it's, that book and that series does take the lion's share of the blame. Um, you know, when it came to other book series like the, the, Sleeping, Beauty, the Sleeping Beauty series, um, that one I, I abhor more than I do Fifty Shades because the, the, the author in particular that wrote that series has made it blatantly clear that she has nothing but disdain and nothing but hatred for the BDSM culture and that she wrote the books for personal and financial gain only. That I cannot condone. Yeah, that's kind of reckless, yeah. It's extremely reckless. It's more damaging than, you know, beneficial, of course. Yes, absolutely. But yet there are those who hold those books in such reverence, even within our own community, that it makes me sick. And, right. you know, thankfully, thankfully, Fifty Shades has not garnered that attention. Thankfully, God forbid, thankfully. Um, but, you know, <laughs> anyone, anyone that's been around me within the last 18 months knows my position on that book. They know my position on that book. They know, know, they know my position on the upcoming movie, you know, and all that other good stuff and whatnot. And if it brands me a hater, Go go ahead and go ahead and stitch the cap right now because I'm aware with pride. So you know it just it just is what it is when it comes to that. Um, but back to Corey's point, um, we try our best to make the make the books that we write as true to life as possible. In terms of yes, we do deal in the slap and tickle. We do deal in some of the more uh, some of the more sensual and sexual aspects of the lifestyle. Yes. But there's still the mundane that happens actually more often than not when you start talking to 
real-time dominance, real-time masters, real-time submissives, and real-time slaves. There's more mundane than play in a lot of aspects. But but the the thing that draws us to uh, uh, dominance and submission and master and, master and slave relationships is the mental aspect of it. The power exchange that we get when a submissive gives over her power to to her dominant or to his dominant, and then the dominant that accepts that role and accepts that responsibility of guiding and controlling that person. It's, it's, it's unreal as to how I can describe to you the type of euphoria that we can get on a daily basis just from that exchange alone. Never mind the sex, but even though the sex makes it even more fun, but never mind the sex. If you get the, you get the mental stimulation off of it, 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 it lends more credence to the point of the biggest sexual organ is the brain. And yeah. DNS, DNS is the epitome of that. Well, can I play devil's advocate? By all means. All righty, let me slap that hat on. Do you think that books such as the Sleeping Beauty trilogy, which I'm completely with you because I felt like that book took the consent from us as the bottom and just let them run wild with it, but do you think it allowed the door to be open for more educated and more um, sane people to sit at the table because for don't remember, at one point we didn't even get an invite to the table. Now we Absolutely. can sit at the table. So Yeah, I, I, I definitely that that is the only this is the only and you've heard it here right here, right now. This is the only documented benefit of those type of books having made the mainstream. Um, it has allowed the greater, it's allowed the, the, the general public to find us where we would not have been found under normal circumstances. Um, mm-hmm. that, is, that is the only credit that I will ever give Fifty Shades of Grey. Bar none. That is the only credit I will ever give. Um, if you see me give any other credit outside of that, I promise you I will write you a check out for whatever amount that I have available at that time. <laughs> Because that's how much you like this book. <laughs> yes, very much so. Um, well, thank but, yeah, you, man, Uncle. That's as that. No, my pleasure, baby doll, always. All righty. Thank you, Shamor. Thanks for calling us, Corey. No problem. Thank you. All right. Um, so we'll put Corey back on hold so she can continue listening. I had a couple of questions. Um, that I wanted to bring to your attention, sir, since you kind of are there now, now that you're answering questions. Um, And I think you touched on this one, but I want to make sure I ask it because they sent it in. Um, And I'm going to see your name, so if you don't want your name said, uh, it's too late now. Uh, (laughs) Abdul was asking, are there modifications that you make in these lifestyles? And when he said these lifestyles, he was referring to um, swingers or the open relationships or the bondage. Um, he was saying, you know, do they come with, you know, modified ways of participating in them? And you kind of started talking about that. So yeah, t- yeah, that that's that's really yeah. It, it t- I touched on it when we were talking about you know the the, the way that I that I entered into everything um, at, with any alternative lifestyle, um, whether it's swingers, whether it's 
the, the, the BDSM community, uh, whether it's polyamory, whatever, um, there's going to be a – it's going to be very difficult to really – like I said, you can't accept everything that's going to happen. You're not going to be able to go inside of the swing community and almost immediately off the bat, you as a woman are going to allow someone outside of your boyfriend or your husband uh, perform anal sex with you. Not everybody's going to be able to just jump off right off the bat and be able to do that. At the same right. token, you know, at the same token, it's the same thing as with any other alternative lifestyle. You're going to have your base set of rules and limits as to what you feel you're comfortable to, to do. And you, you have to be able to set those limits. No one can set them for you. So you can't go into, you know, you can't have someone that's been in this, that, that, that's been on this journey uh, and you're just now getting here. And the first thing they say is, well, you're not a real, you're not a real submissive if you don't allow this, if you, if you don't allow this, or you're not a real swinger if you do not allow this to happen. That is mm-hmm. complete and utter bullshit. Yeah, because that was going to be, you know, was my next question. Like, you know, even within the community, you know, do you, you know, bear, bear some of that, um, you know, load of I have to do, I have to be all in, or they are not going to accept me, you know, so. Well, I mean, there's, there's going to be that, there's going to be that pressure because you still have idiots in, 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 the, in the microcosms, same as you do when it comes to, um, the, 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 the larger mainstream community. There are going to be people, you know, there are people right now that, 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 still, uh, that still deride people who have sex on the first date. But yet mm-hmm. there are some who have had sex on the first date that have been married longer than people who waited 90 days. Right, right, right. You know, so it's, yeah. it's not, it's very difficult to sit here and say when in Rome do as the Romans do. But at the same time, we do within our subset, we always do, we do say in certain aspects when in Rome do as the Romans do, but we do so mm-hmm. in the sense of you need to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. We, have har- we, have, we have harped on it. We have yelled it from the rooftops. Even when Fifty Shades came out, the first thing we told them was, this ain't real. This is fantasy. Keep it fantasy. Don't come into our world looking for your own Christian grain because you're going to be highly disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're not gonna find. You know, I told you know I told anybody that will listen, whether it's behind closed, whether it's behind uh, behind closed doors in a private message, or whether I've been out in public. I told anyone that will listen, Christian Gray don't exist. Daniel Stark don't exist. Insert billionaire dominant here. Don't exist. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, those, those and, and, be, and that's that. But you know. Th- the damaging thing with that is that if that's the only look that I ever take into that lifestyle, that's the only thing I ever read, then I walk away with all these misconceptions. And, exactly. you know, for and some people, been, if they read it, it's true. That's how they yeah, do it, and that, you know. And that, has been, and that has been the reason why we have laid such blame at her feet. I'm sure she doesn't care. She's a multimillionaire now. So what we say really is immaterial in her world at this point in time. But at right. the same time, it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop a lot of us from staying you know, as far as that right. is. I have to, you know, I technically am supposed to, you know, walk this fine line of, you know, I'm a fellow author and I shouldn't be bashing people's work. But at the same time, right. I expect no one to do the same thing to me. It's called having right. a thick skin in this industry. 
Okay. The last time I checked, um, that, was, that was what you're supposed to do. But you know that doesn't always happen. You know that doesn't always happen. Okay, so Val wanted to know, um, how long was your training? And did you start as a bottom? <laughs> and can I, you I explain as a bottom? Because, you know, everybody doesn't understand that. So could you explain as a bottom so that everybody knows what, you know, what she's referring to? Yeah, complete, completely understood. Um, what she means by bottom is, is that there's um, – Within, within, to to equate things for for the for the mainstream public to understand, um, the idea of a top and a bottom is the same thing as a person dating, uh, as two people dating, um, and casually casually having sex or casually playing with each other or whatever the case may be. Um, a bottom is a person same is 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 equivalent to a submissive. The only difference between a bottom and a submissive is a bottom is only asking for. Uh, asking to be played with in a casual setting, they're not wanting to have any kind of uh, uh, connection to the to, to the top or to the dominant uh, that they are playing with. They just only want that casual experience, and then they can go ahead and continue to be and do whoever they want. Um, so, in her to to answer her question, um, she's been on the other side. So she knows the answer to that question, but she's just asking it for someone else to answer it. Um, so the answer to that question is, yes, I was a sexual bottom um, for a female dominant at one point in my life. I was younger trying to learn how to become a dominant um, from, a dom- from, from, a, from a dominant couple as well. So while I was, yes, so while I was learning the art of dominance from her husband, um, she basically, for all intents and purposes, purposes trained me um, in, in terms of sexual aspects, how to please a woman the whole nine yards. Um, you have to understand at the time that I was 20, 21 years old. So I'm not anywhere near knowing what the hell I'm doing at that age. Let's just keep that. Mm-hmm. You know, even, even with people, even with men who, you know, may have had several sexual conquests during their high school years and part of their college years and all that other good stuff. Nothing prepares you for what I went through as dealing with this particular couple. Um, so I literally, you know, I was her sexual play toy at night. I was his student during the day. And when I wasn't learning from him, I was either running errands for him or different things along those lines. Oh, okay. And then, and then that particular training lasted about it lasted a year and a half before he felt comfortable um, in allowing me the ability to function as a lifestyle dominant without him looking over my shoulder telling me what I should and should not do. Okay. So tell us how long you how when did you enter into this lifestyle? Like, how old? I I was 21 when I entered this lifestyle. That would be circa 1995. So, um, so how do you? How did you enter? How do you enter into you know the lifestyle? How did what happened? Well, you say you know what a, I want to do this. Let me go find this group of people and how do you do that? Let me put it to you this way: It's a lot easier now than it was back then. Um, Back then, the Internet was only, give or take, four or five years old at the time, so it's nowhere near as expansive as what it is right now. Um, certain websites that are dedicated to BDSM play 
and communities and things of that nature were not even anywhere near in existence at that time. So when I was, when I, and, and, and I always tell people I stumbled onto this, so to speak. I just happened to run, I just happened to be at a club in San Diego, California, and happened to, uh, happened to meet this woman. And because I had a because I had an, uh, I had a, a preference for older women, um, being at the age that I was, I didn't mind dating a woman or having uh, intimate relations with a woman that was in her forties. Because in my mind, I thought she was sexy as hell. And technically, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you; she was. And that's what <laughs> me too. You know, so you know, being 2021 and being being able to keep the attention of a 41 year old woman. Hey, you know, who, who wins up at that chance? So that's how that turned out. Um, she just happened to be, like I said, it was just a, it was a luck of the draw for me. Had I not run into her at that time, who's to say that I wouldn't have run into a different, subs, you know, a, a different BDSM community some years later? I just don't know. But the way that I came into it was the way that I came into it as it was, I guess, meant for me to do at that time. Okay. So that was kind of that was kind of where Taylor was going with her question. So I want to make sure I reference Taylor. That was her question. Um, Not a problem. Um, and from there, uh, Tara Ferguson wanted to know, you know, why, you know, what, what was your reasoning for, I guess, participating? Once you found out what it was, once you found out, you know, what was required, why? For me personally. Um, I, I am I am a diehard Aquarian. Uh, when it comes to things that capture my uh, that capture my mental, I will try to find out how the the, the how the why um, whether I want to do it or don't want to do it. I'm gonna try it one way or another to see if I actually want to do it. If I don't, then I won't do it again. If I do, I'm gonna go hard with it, and that's what ended up happening. When when he and I had that first initial conversation, um, and, and he explained to me what he was, and you know how he does things, and how he insists on things being done with the submissions that that served him. It caught my attention, it caught my imagination, and it, it, it appeared it, it, it appealed to my mental. Um, it, it appeared to, it appealed to, to to my sense of cerebral, so to speak, and it it, it just took off from there. Okay. So, um, it's like my why is my, but see, everybody has their own personal reasons why. I, I, I can't say that what works for me is going to work for somebody else. Everybody has their own personal journeys when it comes to even in, entering into this realm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, yeah. And I, and I mean, I'm definitely, I'm, I know that, you know, to be a fact that, because that's what anybody. You know, it's not like we're still talking about people, you know. And I think sometimes that's what, you know, people who don't participate in something are so quick to judge simply because they don't understand it, but what they forget is that we're all people. And the same reason that you decided to be a marathon runner for the rest of your life is, you know, maybe the same reason that someone decided that that's what they would do in their relationship, you know. Right. We're all people, so... I'm trying to find some more decent questions on on here because then people just started being, you know, bronze, bronze. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> not a way, um, not a way. But I mean, that's so, really what it is. So, do you? 
Do you participate in the bondage aspect? Like, do no. you get tied up? I, I bind. I have never been bound. So nobody's, okay. So, well, I can't answer that question. That somebody's question was, you know, and, and it, it goes to the whole issue of trust again. It goes back to that. Cause somebody's question was, you know, what if you, you know, you, you get bound and something happens and they leave you there? But you know, again, that's a trust issue, well, and that's with I mean, anything. That's, that's yeah. with any kind of relationship. And I think that's the thing that most people forget is that you know we're not much different. I mean, within within the within my character's voice. I already said, we pay taxes just like you. We go to church just like you. We go to the grocery store just like you. We raise children just like you. Nine times out of ten, we're doing some of the same mundane things that you're doing. The only difference is when the weekend hits, guess what? You're doing one thing for fun, we're doing something else for fun. (laughs) Right. That's that's really the difference. I mean, we're not much different. Most people want to, they want to look, they want to look at you know the latex and the leather and the high heels and the whips and the chains and the floggers and you know the blindfolds and the quote unquote red room of pain and all that other bullshit. And oh, right. they think and they think that they know us. Right. That's not even you know even even half of the even like I said I've 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 try I've made peace with the fact that a lot of the books that have made the mainstream in terms of incorporating certain BDSM aspects of what we do into their books have made their popularity known and all that other good stuff not a problem. However, we I've made peace with the fact that it is all fantasy for those yeah, authors I mean, and what they have written. And sometimes, you know, Shamor is definitely a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> and so, you know, it is it is my feeling that, you know, the industry likes to sensationalize things that are, they like to make it vastly different. And because it can be more sensationalized than if it were more towards a normal. You know, if, if people found out that, these alternative lifestyles were closer to a norm than an extreme, you know, far end of the spectrum, how much would it sell? So, you know, that's part of my issue with just the industry, period. So um, we have a caller. Um, Area code is uh, 252. You're on the air. Maybe Hello? Yes, there you go, two, five, two. You're on the air. Yes, yes. This is Shaquem Evans. How's everybody doing this evening? My brother, I got a question. I got a yeah, question. Teddy bear. Is this a teddy bear? <laughs> yes. Oh. I, I got a question, brother. Right, right. Inside of that realm is one lifestyle. You know what I mean? If you were to date just a natural, everyday female or enter you know, enter into a relationship with an everyday female. Is this mm-hmm. something that because of that alternate lifestyle, does it contradict or cause any kind of uh you know, differences in the regular relationships you have because you already live an alternate lifestyle, so does it bleed over into your your actual normal, regular, everyday relationship? 
Well, I, I can't even call it. I can't even call my relationship a regular everyday relationship. Um, my my wife and I are poly, so I can't even. I can't even. I couldn't even say that my life is even my life in a nutshell is everyday regular. The only thing that's everyday regular is really doing in terms of raising our children. Um, other than that, everything else is not what you would consider the norm. Um, you know, we have our baby girl. Uh, she happens to be in uh, our, our submissive. She happens to be in the chat room right now. Um, and she, you know, my wife has a boyfriend, you know, as far as that is. So from time to time, she and her boyfriend will go and, you know, go have their fun somewhere, whether it's out on a date or if they decide they want to be intimate and things of that nature, and so be it. That's what they do, and I'm, I'm fine with that because there are things that her boyfriend is able to do from a sexual aspect that I'm not willing to do because of how she and I interact as husband and wife. So I allow, so, and it's, and it's the same thing with her because she is not submissive to me. I get that energy from our submissive. Wow. So, I appreciate you, that. When you say our submissive, does, does that yes. mean that, you share in saying out just because what your wife, what you or your wife does, you know, you guys kind of own that together, or do you guys enjoy each other? That is, yeah, it's it's kind of a it's kind of its own double-ended question. Um, when I say okay. our, I mean our, when I say our, I mean our. She, you know, our our submissive submits to both of us when it's something okay. when it's a directive when a directive is given to her by either one of us. She is expected to obey. Not okay, okay. Okay. She submits to me, but she gives respect to her. That's not how that works. Okay. I just need to clarify the pronoun being used. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Are you done, Teddy Bear? It was so nice to to finally kind of meet you, sir. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I appreciate. It. I pr- appreciate the enlightenment too, bro. Well, I appreciate the question, man. I appreciate you definitely. All right, um, we're going to take another call, and, oh, guess who's holding? We're going to take another call, and then we're going to bring in um, Mr. Ron. I think we're friends tonight, so I'm going to be nice to him. <laughs> All right, um, area code 973 on the air. Hi, everyone. It's Taylor. Hey, Hi, Taylor. Taylor. Hi. Hi, 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 everybody. Um, <laughs> you already know I was calling in, so don't act like that. Oh, I'm not. Oh, no, 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 no. What, what, would you do, what would you do that idea? Oh, okay. You I'm knew ready. I was calling. Yeah, I'm ready for you. What are you saying? Oh, okay. Don't rush me now. Uh-oh. No, I'm not, but, I'm not rushing at all. Take your time. Okay. So now my first question is that you just you just stated that you know you you and your wife have a submissive and you know she submits to both of you. Has there ever been a situation where she had to use the safety word with either one of you? <laughs> I would 
laughing? No, it's, because it's not funny. It, I'm laughing at the hesitancy. It's like, oh, did you? Were you watching? Did you see that? That's that hesitancy. Uh, it's not funny. No, I'm not. I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at that because I'm actually looking forward to giving you a more accurate answer sometime this weekend. But that's a whole different ballgame. Mm. Um, as as of right now. Today's day. I said not, I had something to share. You can't be giving my information. I got to wait for leaders to share I'm my information. Giving, I'm, I'm not giving <laughs> anything out. I, I promise you I'm not. Um, but no, as as of right now, she has not used her Facebook. Oh. So that answers, okay. that, answers, that answers that question at least for right now. Talk to me next week. It might that, that answer might change. Oh. oh, okay then. Oh, All um, right. So, okay. I'm yeah, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty much it. Like that just. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, hold on. Yeah, I wasn't. I really was not expecting to shut you down with one question, babe. You, I know you had at least a whole lot of them, Matthew. Yeah, I did, but um, I forgot because it just that just. <laughs> It's like because you know five minutes ago he's like yeah and our sub is in the chat room and then he's like yeah we gonna get her ass <laughs> yeah right like what do you say after That's that how I like, right now I'm like poor girl baby. beware beware it's about to go yeah, down it's like That's yeah ask me on Monday what we did to her on Saturday <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. 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 Well, I'm just—I mean, I'm just saying. You want look? You ask for you ask for unadulterated. You ask for the hot seat. This is what you get. Okay. All right. So my next question: Do you and your wife? Do you guys have a playroom within your house, or do you guys go to the different clubs to have your fun? Um. To answer your question. We are in the process of, um, I guess you could call it rebuilding um, that particular room. Um, we there were there were circumstances that required that we had to dismantle it, so to speak. Um, but now that those circumstances have changed, uh, we'll be in the process of redoing things, so to speak. Oh, okay. But yeah, at one time we did. Um, we we even actually hosted parties at the house at one point in time. Um, as well, where, you know, everybody came to us because we were a little disenchanted with doing the whole BDSM scene, um, BDSM public scene, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because I was, um, I actually did, I actually did some research the other night, and I was just looking to see it's not a lot of places that that have, there's not a lot of those clubs around, and the ones that are around, it's like if you're new to the lifestyle or you're curious about the lifestyle and you go to the websites, it's so, dis, it's so you know, in your face. It's just like, oh, my God. Like I saw this one, <laughs> yeah. like I saw this one site, like I just clicked on it, and the first thing I seen was like this poor soul, I don't even know if it was a man or a woman, they were Caucasian, and their poor little mm. booty was bleeding. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't want to see the rest of this. Well, this yeah, that's much. the thing. Now it's about seeing is to they're, they're really and and there's 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 a there's a double edged sword to that. There's a there's the segment that wants to see that because they want to see if it actually does go down like that because they've read enough 
BDSM romance and BDSM erotic romance to go, okay, do they really do that? So Mm -hmm. in turn, the clubs will turn around and they know that controversy sells. So they're going to get those people that's going, oh, my God, he or she is bleeding. Wait a minute, let me see if they're actually going on inside the club, and then they find out whether or not that's actually true or false. Um, Mm -hmm. When it comes to the club atmosphere, the club atmosphere is very – it's very exhibitionist. It's very showy. It's very, you know, it's very showtime type of atmosphere. Um, you have your public players that are, you know, within within our within our community. They're rock stars. I mean, you know, I think I, I can't mm-hmm. remember if it was month. I can't remember if it was, a, it was a month ago or something like that, where I put on my timeline um, one of the rope um, one of the rope extravaganzas that they were having simultaneously in Toronto and down in Orlando. Um, and they were having it at the same time, and they were showing it on a live on a live stream, where you got to see them uh, in, in various various rope bonded situations, where they were in the midst of tying, or they had already tied, and they were doing different different um, different showcase type of things and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. That's what that's what the public that's what the public play is there for. You're supposed to show off. Period. You're supposed to figure out how loud you can be, how 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 beautiful you can make it look. And, you know, everything else is just kind of secondary, you know, for the most part. Okay. When, it comes to, when it comes to a lot of us real players that want to get into the intimacy of the thing, we wait until the lights are off and the cameras are off. And there you go. Gotcha. I gotcha. I understand. So, yeah, that's, so, that's, that's um, so Taylor's doing all this research. Taylor, you, you about to step on over the line there? Okay, well, since everybody wants me to share my news, I will share yes, my news. Um, actually, what you say? No, go ahead. Oh, well, actually, because I've been doing the research, it's been over, I want to say, a couple of months or so, but it's just been, you know, I, I don't know if it's, it's been thrown in my face a lot, not necessarily in a bad way, but even, you know, dealing with Shakir and, you know, things and people, you know, they're sending me books to read and things like that. It's been sort of kind of that kind of topic for maybe about three months or so. So I actually, I I have, I, I've decided that I will try to step over that line a little bit. I do have, um, I do have plans, not this weekend, I think it's the following weekend that I am actually going to go visit go visit a club in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Wow. Nice wow. So wow. that was my news. Okay. Well, congratulations. Definitely. I, I, Shakira, I look you, what you've done. Hey, I'm good with that. What are you saying? Um, wow. But yeah, that, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, only thing that I would ever tell anyone who is entering that atmosphere for the very first time, um, do not feel pressured into doing anything that you do not want to do. That is my number like, one. Like I rule. said, I'm just I'm just going to go visit. I'm not going to go do anything as far as I know. I don't know if I get there and I get a couple of drinks at the boat, I don't know. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I completely, I it completely might understand. change. It might change. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But, well, I, I I'm, um, 
you gonna give us updates? Like you're gonna, you know, call in and tell us how it went? Like, um, yeah, I'll yeah. call in and yeah. let you guys know. I'm, I'm answering yeah. you. Yeah, she's gonna do it. <laughs> But yeah, like I've like it was. It's always been. It's always been something that I actually. It's funny because a couple of weeks ago, I wrote. Um, someone had approached me about being a guest blogger on their site, and one of the things I think the very first blog that I did write was about the subject. And then before that, someone that you know I went to school with, they were like, "Oh, well, I just wrote this book. You know, check it out." And it's just been like the past three or four months or so. It's just been everything that I've been presented has been along the lines of that subject. So it's kind of been like everything has been putting into place, and that's why I've been so like, "Well, wait, why is this? And how is this? And you know, me and Shakira, we talk, you know, on and off." about the subject and things like that. Yeah. So it's kind of been like, it's been like, okay, well, all right, well, I guess I'll try it. It's not, you know. Darling, darling I, am, I, I am proud of you for making the steps for that, for starters, honestly speaking. I mean, I'm not making light of that <laughs> whatsoever. Um, you know, whatever whatever we can, you know, whatever we can help with. Um, you said it's good. That's why you're up in, up in, the, up in the Jersey area. I got a, I got a whole gang of folks up in there. <laughs> I got a whole. I got a whole. Wait, wait, a, minute, a, whole wait a minute. I didn't say I was getting ready to. I was that. No, I'm just about saying. No, submissive and everything. Like, wait a minute, now. You're trying to. What I no, you're, you're misunderstanding. You're misunderstanding. What I'm saying is, is that there is a cold community up there that you might not be aware of that's up in that area that you might be oh. able to at least, at least fellowship with, as opposed right. to no, I'm trying to hook you up with the first dominant I see. That's not what I was right. saying. What I'm saying is oh, I'm trying okay. I'm trying to I'm trying to do my part as what I what I would say because all of us tend to try and be ambassador more than we can more than we care to admit and whenever we know people who are in the area of the person that's new that's coming into this we're trying to make sure that we look out for you because at the end of the day we still try to look out for our own as much as we can even the newly initiated. Okay. okay, we have a couple of um, hands up, so um, I don't want to rush you, Taylor, but, yeah, I got to no, take that some was, other calls. That was pretty much it. That was it. Okay. No so, hang on, I mean, if you, if you have, you know, another question you want to jump back on after I take these other calls, then, you know, we'll still be around for the next yep, 20 minutes. All right. All right. Um, thank you, honey. Thank you. Mm. All right. Um, let's see. Okay, let's bring on um, Mr. How are you this evening, sir? Doing just great. How are you doing? We're good over here. Thank you, Brad. What's going on, brother? What's up, Playboy? Everything all right? Yeah, man, I see you got the spotlight on you. Yeah, I do. You know how I do when the spotlight's on. I gotta perform. I'm not never mad at you. You know what's funny though? I'm I'm listening to Taylor and I'm dying laughing. Because she's saying, um, not this but I think next week I'm going to Asbury Park. If you leave in your state, you know if it's next week or not. Don't lie. You gotta be she know. She know when she's going. Don't try to downplay it. 
Well, I, I think it was part nerves, too. you got to give her some credit. I know she can be loud and proud on some instances, but, you know, this is new territory for her. And, you know, I, I, can, I, can, I can completely understand why she had to hesitate just a slight bit. <laughs> I'm just having a little bit of fun with her. Oh, no doubt. Well, but I got a question for you. I got a question for you. Um, okay. How do children affect his lifestyle? That question is more double-edged than anything else. Um, the the majority of the majority of the the, the kinksters and those of us that are in this realm um, usually try our our best to keep this away from children when they're under sixteen. Now, once they've reached 16, 17, 18, 19 years old, they're going to pick up on some things. It's just nothing that you can do to avoid that. But at least, under, you know, at least in our personal, and I'll, 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 since I'm already on the hot seat, I'll put myself out there personal. Um, there are things that my son and that our son and daughter do not know about. They know absolutely zilch when it comes to that. Um, they have they, they the 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 things that we do on the weekends because they're out with grandmas and you know all that other good stuff. They're having fun with grandma, so they don't worry about what mommy and daddy are doing. So in that regard, that's really what's going on at this point. My son probably has no clue in hell, and that's the way we want it because we don't want a child to know things before it's time for them to know things. You get what I'm saying? I got you. I got you. So, you know, that's really where that boils down to as well. Now, once they once they come of age and, you know, if they happen to stumble upon it on their own, then, yeah, we'll go ahead and have an adult conversation because at that point they're at the age where they can handle real talk. But my 10-year-old daughter should never know anything whatsoever because it's not time for her to know. Now, if she's 18, then we might be having a different conversation. But at 10... She better be into Monster High and Barbie and all that other good stuff instead of worrying about, you know, daddy slapping and tickling somebody. And that's the way the that's where the discretion part of what we do comes in at. Yes, there are those. And that I mean are that. And, and for the most part, that's not very much different than what do you call us, vanilla people? <laughs> I mean, I don't yeah. just, you know, run and tell my kids, hey, guess what I was doing, you know? I mean, so, you know, they're, you know, and, if, and if, as they get older and they want to know, well, why was your door closed? And, you know, that's different, but. Yeah, but if you got a, a swing in padded rooms and, 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 and a whole wing that they can't go into in the house, that's, that's slightly different. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, we when we even when we had even when we had the room that that Taylor was speaking of, um, they knew that there were certain parts of the house that were just technically off limits. You know, you have a boat, you have a dead boat on the door, and all that other good stuff. So yeah, they're going to be curious about what might be behind that door, but they'll never find out because unless they're planning on you know waking up the whole house trying to break the door down. It, it, it defeats the purpose for them to even worry about it. Yeah. So, you know, that's really where that boils down anyway. You, you're you're looking at trying to be as discreet as you can possibly be, which is no different than, you know, parents who have a very healthy sex life 
and they're doing everything that they can to keep the kids from hearing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, but as, I have, but I have another, I have another caller. And I want to take this call. Well, I have two more callers. Um, and so I'm going to leave you on the line, Ron, because we're having a really great day today, right? Well, I mean, for now, it's beautiful. Say yes. Say Okay. Say yes. Just leave it there. Okay. All right. So I'm going to take the next caller. Um, area code is 732. You're on the air. Hey, what's up? Paul, I'm kind of totally lost about the call, what's going on with the show. But like I told you, I just called and, you know, give you a little support. I got me and a couple of my friends on the phone. So oh. uh, I just called. So what is the topic? Um, Shakira is the topic this evening. Um, Shakira, what, we were, what's going on? We huh? were, what's going on yeah, we were l- learning about Shakira's um new release, and also um, talking about the uh, lifestyle that he participates in, he and and his wife participate in. What kind of uh, lifestyle are we talking about? (laughs) Oh, 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 shit, that that type of lifestyle. (laughs) Yes, sir. You want to specify so that he doesn't... Oh, I, hey, hey, I'm I'm straight. I understand because I see the Facebook question earlier. Wow. Oh, okay. Whenever I laugh to answer somebody's question, that's that's profound. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's, it's, hey, you know, some people like some people like cereal. I'm a cereal guy. You know, just milk and sugar. Hey, no wrong, not wrong with it, bro. Not not at all, man. But yeah, yeah that's, I'm, that's a, I'm a writer too. You know. Uh, okay. But uh, I come on to the topic, you know. Now I know what's going on. I appreciate it. You know, I'm do, always going to show support every Wednesday. You know, I'm Mr. Uh, Liddy Mickey. I shine, you shine, Red Dot of Publication. You know, um, what's your name of your book so I can copy because I buy everybody's book just to, you know, show support. Oh, no worries, man. Um, my, the, my, my author name is Shaquille Sean. Um, you okay. can pretty much find me. You can pretty much find me on. You can find me on Facebook all, automatically. Um, it, it, there's nobody else that has my name but me. Um, and okay. the the my my first book came out last week, uh, last Tuesday, as a matter of fact. Um, it's called The Awakening. Right now, it is out on just about every show that can be had right now. I'm, I'm trying to get some confirmation on some of the big box stores, um, but okay. you can pick it up. You can pick it up. You can at least pick it up virtually from Barnes and Noble and Books a Million, definitely. Um, Amazon is always the default. Yes, sir. It's a, it's a free, and free it's, it's all plastered on my my Facebook. So if you can, if you if you're my friend on Facebook, you'll see the uh, cover on my Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, definitely. You, you can't mistake the cover. I promise you that. <laughs> I, I, I can. I can uh, tell. No. You know, no, you will know um, when you see it. Congratulate you and uh, wish you a success. And um, I appreciate it. Like to give a uh, you know shout out to the show and uh, a couple of our people that's on there. You know, y'all have a y'all have a great evening. And you know, just just don't laugh at us playing guys who like just cereal and sugar, man. You know. Oh no, ain't nobody <laughs> laughing at all, man. I mean, it, it, I mean, it is 
it is what it is. I mean, there's still women. There's still women out there that would that would literally run in the opposite direction of where I'm coming from because they know what I do. So you know, trust me, it ain't it ain't one of them. Okay, you know, everybody's got to come come see about me or whatever. Nah, not a by long shot, dude. Not All right, let me ask you a crazy question. Yeah, there ain't no feces and, and crazy shit going on with people shitting and pissing together. Well, I'm not going to sit here and lie. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that it doesn't happen. No, it does. Oh happen. shit! I mean, you, okay. Yeah, there are some. There are some that do engage in that type of play. So that means you be doing that and then sticking the gerbils in their behind and all that crazy exotic stuff. Again, like I said, there there are going to be those of us that do engage in some of the more extreme. I'm not gonna sit here and say, okay, well, everybody's, you know, everybody's playing safe and all that other. No, 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 no. To sit there and say wow. that would be absolute. It would be an absolute injustice. Um, there what do you that label that? Is that is that uh how you say uh, freakiness? What's that? Like yeah. ultra kinky? I mean, how you call? What what kind of label I mean, do you put on that? Well, I mean, technically, we 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 would call that edge play. You know, as far as you know, those that actually play on the literal edge of of you know, the, the the extreme outside, so to speak. Um, you oh, know, when it's it comes true. To, yeah, I mean, there, there are, the 15 there are, power. Yeah, there are, I mean, trust me, there are things, there are things that I would not personally even, that I would not personally do, you know, that are out there that can be done, you know, as far as that is. So, you know, but I can't sit here and say that there's some that are, that are going to push the envelope even further than I have. There are some have out there. That are, okay. Wait, wait, <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Well, we got a couple more calls, and, right. you know, time is of the essence. So, uh, but you're definitely welcome. Like, you can even send your question Facebook, and I'll ship it on over to Shakira, and I'll oh, get your question Oh, you already know. Answer. I'm going to ship it on there. <laughs> so, you have a good evening, man. Um, Congratulations from Aisha, Sean Red Diamond Publications, and I wish you a lot of success. All right. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right. Later, Thank you. All right. I'm going to take another call. Man, this is a great night because we have so many calls that um, Ron can't talk. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. There you go. This 404. Yeah, Hello. 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 Hey, this is Amber. Hi, Hi, baby. Hey. Hey. Just call in. Congratulations to him. Okay. That might be a good thing for me, though. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. 
I mean. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Well, I would just say after I finish reading, pray for him. Quotations of him. Pray for him. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be in some trouble. Hmm. <laughs> well, you have fun with that. <laughs> well. I am so glad to have Ms. Entice on. I'm glad that um, Layla called as well. And I I don't know, we have a caller that's in Cuba. I don't know if we've tried this number before, so I don't know if they want to ask a question or not, if it's going to be, you know, dead air. And I know Ron hasn't wound up yet. Did you have to wind up, Ron? Or you just wanted to hang out with Shakira today? Well, well, I mean, we're going to hang out with Shakira, definitely. But um, I, I did have something that I wanted to speak on real briefly. So you want to take this call, or you want me to go ahead? Um, we can take the call and see what happens. So um, I cannot put you ladies on hold now. Sure. Fine. All right. And Tyson, you wanted to say some last loving words before I put you on hold? I love you guys. You guys keep doing what you're doing. You have a phenomenal show, great energy. I love it. Keep doing what you're doing. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you, beautiful. Yeah, anytime. And and Merry Christmas if I don't get to to speak to you guys anytime uh, before that. You know, you guys have a great holiday. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, let's see if we get this call in. Um, okay, let's try this again. Area code two five two. You on air? Okay. All right, so maybe they still just listening. All right. Um so it's your world, squirrel. I mean, Ron. Wow, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, well, basically, I need people to actually have a, a clear mind and not be, for lack of a better term, hoodwinked. Now, we lost a gentleman a few days ago by the name of Nelson Mandela. And although he had... um given a whole lot of time to the cause, I look and I really think that we lose focus on who this man was. Um, I heard somebody say something that um, he was the blueprint. And and I say three things to that real briefly. Um, if anybody knows who Steve Biko was, him and Mandela were friends. And even though they weren't together in the ANC, they still worked together. And Steve Biko was murdered in police custody. And these same men were amnestied by Mandela when he became president. To me, that's not the blueprint of the front. Um, if anybody knows who Winnie Mandela is, this man, he stood by you for 27 years, and then you come out and you leave her for that presidency. I can ask any woman out here, 
I don't think they would want their husband to leave them for a job. So, um, and as a husband, I don't see he's the blueprint. And any leader that rules any country needs to have power and be able to rule his country and have take that sovereign state in the direction he sees. He didn't have that. So as a ruler, he's not the blueprint. Yes, the man gave 27 years. Yes, the man championed good causes, great causes, the, the AIDS thing that he had recently. But I think sometimes we need to realize sometimes people are not what we make them out to be, and we shouldn't be mm. exalting them for reasons that are false. But um, I know people are going to disagree, and they're going to not like how it sounds. It doesn't taste good going down. But there's nothing that I said that's incorrect. So um, no, I can't. I can't argue with that. And, you know, as far as that is, I mean, you do make point. You do make certain points when it comes to that. Um, you know, as far as you know, the different things that he may have faulted as a man uh, is concerned. But you know, you 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 can you can fault just about every great leader in history uh, that has been revered, and they all have a dark side. So you know, this is it's human. not entirely. Yeah, it's not entirely. You know, when it comes to when it comes to what the world has been uh, has been doing in terms of their adoration for what the man has done, what the man has done was help eradicate the one thing that almost decimated a segment of their population, and well, that that? You know, that alone, as far as apartheid is concerned. All right, um, let's be a hundred percent real. Under apartheid in South Africa, the police will pick you up. They throw you in jail. You'd be in jail for four months. They beat you up. Under current-day South Africa, the police will pick you up in jail. They throw you in jail for 72 hours, beat you up, and throw you home. That's the difference in present-day South Africa and apartheid South Africa. I can appreciate that. What did you really do for me? You stopped me a a three-month ass-whooping? I'm still getting the ass-whooping. Well, I mean, it, it, I mean, it's, it's really one of those. It's really one of those. What can you do? Honestly, I, you know what? And, 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 and here, here, here's, here's my argument. Here's my argument yeah, with man. that. Because every time you crack open a history book, you're gonna get a version of history that doesn't. It's not always applicable to everyone. However, they exalt other people for much less. They exalt other people for coming in and robbing natives of their land. And then they get days, they get towns, they get colleges named after them. But, I, you know, because here's my problem with it a little bit, is that if you take, if we have to suffer imprisonment and physical abuse just for you to see a slight bit of greatness in a man's that's a problem for me when somebody can just come to a country, rob the land from the native people there, and they get we we celebrate them for for you know ever, you know. So yeah, he might be flawed in in some of his character, judgment, but everybody that we exalt is everybody. You know what you just said to me? What I got from that? What you said to me is so you're never gonna celebrate Thanksgiving again. So you're never going to celebrate Columbus Day again. 
So you, so I, I, and I'm with you on those things. I have no what we need to do. I mean, and this is me. This is me on my soapbox. The the words expressed here do not express do not <laughs> represent the wind down show. It's just me. But if you want to say that this is not fair, this is not fair, then okay, then I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. So yes, I'm not gonna say that this is right. I'm not going to celebrate that. You don't get my money. You don't get my time. You don't get my energy for something I don't believe. Yes, we have every right to do that. And the day we do that, we'll stop being laughed at as a people. I hear you. Hear you. I, I understand what you're saying. I can't fully support it. Um only because there there is not going to be a perfect scenario. It's not going to happen. It it it, it doesn't exist. Um, because it does exist. Look I'm going to tell you why it exists. I'm okay, going to tell you real briefly why it exists. I want to hear it. Exists it. because it has existed. It exists because it's possible to exist. If you feel honestly, I'm not the most religious man, but if you are a religious person, you say to yourself, and you are made in the image of the Most High then you have the ability to have perfection. You hear all the time the human body is the perfect machine. The earth is a perfect circle. You see what I'm saying? Everything around us is perfect. What that means is our attitudes need to be the same. So you think that we can live in, in this world and there can be perfection? There can be. Is it going to happen tomorrow? It's wow. not going to happen tomorrow. It may not happen in our lifetime. But I but I say this, yes it can happen, yes it will happen because it has to happen because everything works in cycles. You can't point to wow. one thing. It's a cycle to the day, it's a cycle to the season, it's a cycle to the right. And I can't and I can't agree with you simply because I don't think that it has been perfect from the beginning. Definitely not. You know, I, I and I don't mean just just where we are. Um, in the last, you know, four or five hundred years. I mean, from the beginning. I mean, if you believe in any kind of historical religious doctrine, most of them have a root of pureness and something went wrong. So and that's before the story went wrong, began. it was. But before something okay. went wrong, well, it was okay. pure. And I, and I understand because cause if, if it's, we're talking Christianity, then we're talking about Eden. But, but, so, it's, but it's not that. just Christianity. It's not just Christianity. It's most religion. I do understand that that's not the only religion. I just said yes, that what we'll be talking about. Within any situation, within any situation, you, you may have perfect moments, but there's not going to be a consistent period of perfection. It's very impossible to do because humans are infallible. So, in that, in, in, as far as that's concerned, it is what it is. So you can have perfect moments. You may even have perfect days from time to time, but you're not going to have a consistent amount of what we would quantify as perfection. It's impossible. Right, but I think what you lose sight of is that ups and downs make perfect. You know what I'm saying? Good and bad makes perfect. Just good ain't perfect. Bad is perfect, too. That's why... That's why some people could look at, for instance, moving right back in a circle. Some people could look at your lifestyle and say it's bad. Some people look at your lifestyle and say it's good. All right. That being said, it's the same thing as good and bad. So you got to have good and bad makes perfect. 
I understand that totally. You you, you need a, a equal complement on both sides, yin and yang. You know what I'm saying? You you got a god and a goddess. I'm with you. On yeah, a lot. Yeah, light and dark, all that other stuff. Yes, I get that. Um, however, it's going to be very difficult to try and come up with a quantifiable definition of perfection, even with oh, that's your, so many even big words. That's so many big words. Whoa, whoa! I got a headache. <laughs> I got a headache. Well, I mean, you, you're, you're, bringing, you know, you're bringing out my cerebral, so this is what's going to end up happening. So, it's you know, so it I mean, that's really where it boils down to for me. I mean, it, the, the bottom line is that, yes, you may have, you may have a brief, fleeting moment when it comes to perfection. I mean, you know, we basketball players always call it being in the zone, where nothing, you can throw it in the ocean and you still won't miss. But at the same time, it only happens for a fleeting moment. It's very difficult, even in the construct, and in, even within the construct of what you're describing. It's very difficult to have that for more than a few days at a time, if at all. But you're missing the point. You're missing but the point. see, you he's a, saying a that he's saying that even when that player's in the zone and he's he's hitting those shots, then the next moment when he can't sink a shot, that's perfection because they balance each other out perfectly. Is that I mean, what you're saying? If you look at a person. If you look at, like, Michael Jordan, for instance, right, over three years, he won. So his team, your, your object is to win at the end of the championship. He had three perfect seasons, basically. In those seasons, you have losses. Yes, you lose, but you win your ultimate goal at the end. Yes, there's going to be ups and downs. That is an absolute thing. Yeah, come on. We all know that. But that, but you make it seem like a, like, like, like a, a downfall is a bad thing. It's part of learning. It's part of, you know what I'm saying? That's how, that's how we live. You know what I'm saying? So it's not, of course, nobody's saying perfection means flawless. Nobody, those two words ain't the same. I never said that. Flawless and perfect ain't the same. But that seems mm-hmm. what that, it's like you implied. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Is there a conversation? I think a certain person's asking to be off mute right now, so. Oh, I'm, 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 like, I'm like, oh, he suddenly just I mean, if we're gonna, shut the hell I mean, up. If we're going to go, if we, if we're gonna go into bonus time, we might as well make it count. So get off right, mute right, and right. let's get this over with. I'm, I'm, I'm off mute. Uh-oh. I think I am. Yeah. You know, um, you off mute. Like, you talk, and he was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm trying to understand because, I mean, as humans, yes, it says we are created in God's image, but we're also very flawed because we were born into sin. So we're not going to be these perfect beings. There's no such – the only perfect being that I've ever learned about, his name was Jesus. And I'm sorry, there's no – no one can compare to him. Okay. I mean, and so I for you to say – to bring up this great man's flaws – that's like, who are you to say anything? Yes, he, because he's a human being. He's going to have flaws. He's going to have things about him that people are not going to like. And just like me, there's going to be things that you're not going to like about me. But to someone, he is perfection. All right. First and of all, no one's perfection. No one's perfection. So that's, that's hyperbole right now and over time. Okay. It's called perfect <laughs> imperfection. All right, well, I, I mean, and, and, and I feel you, and I'm not here to, to beat down on you, but there's several things that you said. It's like, whoa, for real? <laughs> um, one, um, I'm not 
knocking, disputing that this man gave 27 years of his life on Robin, Robin Island. Not disputing that at all. I'm not disputing that before he went to jail that he was riding for the cause with the African National Congress. I'm not disputing that at all. However, there's other people who've done that too. What's their name? Tell me one of their names. Okay. So, all right, so let's move on from that. So now we get to a point where you have somebody, they say he's the blueprint, right? And what I say he's the blueprint for, and this is no disrespect, it's just, you know what I'm saying, we all slip on a banana peel sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not perfect neither. He's accomplished eons more than I have. However, um, when you get to a point and you say to yourself, what is he the blueprint of? He's the blueprint of how they want to treat niggas. They want you to be radical. They want to discipline you, and then they want you to fall. And that's what happened. He, he was radical. He was disciplined for 27 years, and then he folded. That's what happened. Now, does that make him a, a, a bad person because he folded? I don't know the stresses that made him fold. I can't. Well, I, but, I can't. But, 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 that's what but when you say, but when you say, when you say he was disciplined for 27 years, and then he comes out and and they he folded, so they, it's almost like you're saying they tamed him. But you know, yes, do, but do you not think that there is always another route? to do something, and that when that initial radical self does what it does, gets the attention it gets, and then has that consequence. Now, when you have 27 years to sit and do nothing but contemplate, that you think, okay, when I get out of here, I'm going to approach things differently, which means that I might not be as radical um, outwardly, but the things that I manipulate and um, contrive in a different way still have the same effect. Might take longer, might have to shake a few more hands, but I get a job done. So why does it have no, the I radical guy for I can't for it to be authentic? I would think so the goals. I would think goals would be the same from when you start to when you finish. If you listen to some of the speeches that this man gave, it was clear what he wanted. It was clear what he wanted. He wanted the majority to rule the country because the majority was there. He wanted he wanted justice. Those who hurt people, he wanted them answered to. When he came out, he got none of that. So that's like saying, when I start walking down the block, I want fifty dollars. Somebody starts disciplining me, what have you. By the time, I, you know what? I'm not gonna cause ruckus. I'm gonna act nicely, and they give you fourteen shoes. That ain't fifty. I wanted fifty dollars. You gave me fourteen or something. I have no use for. Well, I, I, I mean, so I hear what you're saying, and I can't necessarily say that you're wrong, but I don't think that you're looking in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we can agree to disagree. I think that's what you knew would happen. Because you I mean, know yeah, I like it. You know I liken this unto my fight with you about my president, so. Right, but you be picking the wrong ones. You should have picked, like, Hugo Chavez or something like that. You're picking the wrong ones. You're picking the ones that go to the powers. Oh my I, can't God, I can't stand him. I can't stand him. I can't stand him. 
Tonight we will I mean, bring listen, you either part of the solution or you part of the problem. It, 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 one and you two. just a problem. Thank you. Thank you for not having any timing. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. But at the same time, I got facts, baby. I got facts. Okay. Okay. You know what? I I don't mind you having facts because people. You know, and more than facts, I got truth. People create truth. You know that? No, no, no. People create facts. Any truth truth ever written or ever spoken was created by man. Did you know that? No, ma'am. The truth is if you fall out that window, it's going to hurt. Man didn't create that. That's the truth. That's the law of gravity. And that's that's all left up to perspective. Who writes it? How much did it hurt? When did it hurt? Did it really hurt me? Okay, how about this? Truth is relative to who writes it or speaks it. The end. The truth is, if you if you walk out your window, you will fall. If there's nothing, if there's no fire, or no piety, or no piety, or no balcony, you will fall. That is the truth. I don't care who you are, you will fall. Okay, but how it is described, what type of fall, the length of time, the way I feel. Irrelevant. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be. And I could even fall pretty. by man, and man's going to tell or write that description in their own words, and then truth gets lost. That's what I'm saying. Well, I... Yeah, I love you too. Yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah you did it, yeah, Shamor. Yeah. You did it. High five. No, she didn't because, I mean, how can you say and then truth gets lost? Because then what you're saying is you're establishing that truth existed. So if you say and then oh, it got I never, lost, that I means never said then. it did not exist. I said once it's written and spoken, it is definitely changed. Not necessarily. Something just off. I'm going to let y'all continue this at this particular well, point. Well, we're going to get off the phone is what we're going to do right. because right. I'm not going to sit here and argue about <laughs> truth with Ron, and that is the damn truth. So, Al, <laughs> Ron, it was nice of you to screw the show up after the show, I really appreciate you waiting. That's all love. Wonderful. And make sure you tell everybody to listen to the archives so they get an extra 12 minutes of bullshit. I mean, of Ron and his <laughs> wine. His wine the hell around. Because I don't know now, where you're we picking went. the wrong Negroes. That's all. You're just picking the wrong Negroes. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's all. I'm picking the wrong. I'm picking the wrong black man. Okay. Okay. You need to work out Steve Oakley. Well, <laughs> well I'm, I'm going to say good night, everyone, and y'all have fun and all that other good stuff. Whatever happens. No, to tell everybody. <laughs> everybody say goodbye. Everybody yes, say everybody. good night. Everybody say good night. And we. We are going to hiatus. We'll discuss it, um, and we'll let everybody know when uh, the wind down is back after the holidays. So um, pay attention to the Facebook posts, and we'll let everybody in on that. Have a wonderful rest of your evening, and we will check you out soon. <laughs>